0: Welcome to the show. It's time to go with Sizzle, Ryan, and Bo. Welcome back to the Sizzle Hangs With podcast. We are here with one of the most talented people that I know, and we're very glad to have him on, Mr. D1 of AquaVibe. How you doing, D1? I'm
1: good. How you guys doing?
0: We're doing good. Very good. Doing good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretty damn good.
0: <laughs> so how, how was your 2020, man? Like, 2020 was a rough year for everybody, so how was yours? How are you dealing with covid
1: Uh, yeah, hanging in there, um, kind of came out, well, it's not, even though it's not over with, kind of came out the other side, uh, as far as, you know, getting past the, I guess the worst part. Uh, but yeah, it was, 2020 was rough, uh, even into, a little bit into 2021 was rough, but I've been pretty good actually, um, doing really good. I I had a big move. I moved from one coast to the other and Yeah. yeah, I'm loving it. So, um, it totally, total fresh start for me. Yeah. So yeah. it's going well. Yeah.
0: So, so you love the I believe if I saw on Twitter you believe, you moved from East Coast to West Coast. Yep. Yeah. So do you love the West Coast a whole lot more now?
1: It's it's tough. It's like a, a, I love both, you know, to for different reasons, but mm-hmm. I could say uh I can give you like a rundown of some of the main stuff. Uh I was came from New York and I'm now in San Diego. Um totally different vibe. Uh oh, Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, the weather out here was probably the probably the number one reason uh, why we came out here. And uh, it's like a, it's a, I've been telling people uh, the weather out here. It's like weather wise, it's like Groundhog Day. Like every day is like a repeat, and it's like you know, like seventy three and pretty much sunny, <laughs> no rain every single day. Um, it's pretty amazing. So like. Um, as opposed to back home in New York you know they have like right now I'll talk to my I'll be texting with my sister and she's like it's it's almost like 100 and it's like super Jeez. humid yeah but the thing is in a couple months it'll be freezing again right so like uh, yeah so like that's the one good thing I, I kind of somewhat gloat about but also kind of feel bad about when I'm talking to people from back home when they say how's it out there and I'm like well eh, you, do you want to hear or do you not because <laughs> they're not going to be they're going to be like oh god but um yeah cuz it's it's just so nice coming out here though it was like um you know uh obviously it's it's not cheap out here so i i downsize majorly but mm-hmm. i'm totally i'm totally cool with that like it's like you trade some size for uh this the weather and stuff so yeah, it's been fantastic i'm just uh uh still in the process of you know like getting used to it i don't really still don't really know anyone out here except for like the the uh, closest neighbors saying you know hi how you doing that's about it but um so that's that'd be the one downside that you are away like i'm away from all friends and family uh just out here with my wife that's it um but but yeah it's 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 i'm really digging it so far and i'm really grateful and thankful so uh that we're at where we are and uh yeah Yeah. well
0: we're really grateful to hear that man very glad that you're enjoying it uh yeah, getting away from that 18 foot of snow on the regular. That, that's pretty <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, well, man, we always start off our podcast, and I'm very interested to hear this story. I know a little bit of the story. So one thing that you're really well known in in this community for is the crew remixes. So I wanted to ask, right. how did you find the crew, and how did the remixes come about?
1: So, um, yeah, I uh, started way back back uh jeez what is this 20 uh not quite 10 years ago but so i'm i came across i think speedy and deluxe first and the mm-hmm. the the way i did that was um my uh my wife started getting into uh call of duty that's when uh modern warfare 2 was out and she was uh really getting into it and then I started getting into it too, and I would watch, go onto YouTube to watch videos about it. But then I started finding myself more interested in the funny videos, right. uh, and the funny trolling. St- when when trolling was kind of funny and stuff, with like I don't know if you remember like the <laughs> the riot riot shield uh, yeah. trolling and stuff, yeah. all that type of stuff. And it was just so funny. And I think it was Speedy and Deluxe's channels were the main two that I had seen, and there was like a Straight Up Knives uh, f- yeah. and a few others uh, back then, and. I would started watching these like all the time and I would, uh, it was so fun just watching this. And there was this, I'm sure you will, you will 100% agree with me and, and relate where when you're watching something like the cruise videos, you know, you're watching generally as a person who's alone in their room. Right. Right. And was, So you're watching this and it's like you're there and these, there's a bunch of guys just like having a ball, laughing and stuff together. And it's like this infectious thing that you kind of, want to be part of it. and as you're watching these videos you you feel like you're part of it in a sense and um i would watch more and more of those and i started feeling like um like you almost want to be part of it somehow and i'm watching it and i'm like at that point in time they basically had um about three songs that were used over and over and over again for like the trolling videos and the funny stuff. Yeah. There's a uh, you know like the yakety sax. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Classics. Yeah. So and I'm sitting there saying like I see and these there are absolutely classics. I I love them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Outside of hearing them way too much, I love them. <laughs> so, so and I'm sitting there saying, shoot, I could uh I could make I could make music. Uh, mm-hmm. I could do something funny and. So I started thinking about it, and I'm like, and it became a goal of mine where I was like, you know what, that's it. I'm gonna make a song uh, that will replace those in the gaming community as like, or or at least compete with those to be like the 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 go to music for funny videos. And the first one I did was the the Happy Troll. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I did that, and uh, I sent it to uh, I think Speedy. And Straight Up Knives, I think that might have been it. That might have been the only two. And Straight Up Knives did not reply. Uh, and it, the the way I was doing it at the time was I was using like uh, YouTube messages, which like no, oh, wow. that's one of, the, exactly. That was a thing that basically no one even really checked. Um, so Speedy got back to me and I sent it to him. Um, he was like really easy to, uh, pretty accessible. And I think at the time, to be honest with you, I think he had like a 100 and something thousand followers. <laughs> That's how long wow. ago it was. Wow. Yeah, it's like 115 or 150 or something like that. Yeah. If, I, if I'm not mistaken. And Straight Up Nice was the other guy at the time. He was like right alongside of him and maybe a little bit more or something like that. Anyway, um, I sent it to him. Speedy was like immediately like, yeah. And Speedy told me, he's like, put it, just put it up on YouTube though. Put like, you know, just a video with it so that it's up on YouTube. And I can't remember actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, right now, I'm wondering why he said that. I don't know if maybe he said that for my benefit, like that way people can go and find you. I think it was, which was really cool of him to do. And so I threw together that video, which is just like I took those like those cartoon troll uh, uh, faces. Like they, those were from like videos that were already on YouTube, like little compilation videos where they like kind of animate the troll face or whatever. Yeah, right. I threw it together, put it in time with the music. And uh, yeah, and then he he used it, and then he was that's when he was shooting up. So he was using that all the time, and then everyone started contacting me. Hey, can I use your song? Can I use your song? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. So, and the, the original description that I put on it was to be used for funny trolling videos. Like that's what I put in the description. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was trying to sell it. I was trying to like get people to use it. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's how I started with that. And um what was I was going to say uh but before I did that I don't know if you guys remember this is going way back um even a couple of years before that there was a, when it was Modern Warfare 2 was out there was a like some of the like the best players were getting popular on uh on YouTube like it was Hutch and mm-hmm. this guy called this guy called Sandy Ravage hey, who was oh, like, yep. yeah who was like amazing with the shotgun and stuff and I did a, a remix of him. He was the first one I remixed because I was watching his videos. I'm like, oh my God, like it was insane how good he was and stuff. And it was just fun to watch. And I kind of put a spin on it. And anyway, that was like my first remix. And here's the funny thing. I found Sandy Ravage. He was like the main guy at the time for me on YouTube that I found. And you know, with all these people on YouTube, when you find them, these gamers, they're all over the world, right? Hmm. come to find out he was he actually lived 12 minutes from my house. Wow. No way. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. am <laughs> <Wow>. like, <laughs> Yeah, so
1: yeah. But anyway, uh long story a little bit short is that that was the first like remix thing that I did. And then where I started playing around with uh, you know, chopping things up and putting them to to uh rhythm and stuff or to the song. And then I did a remix after I did a a few things for um I think I was in maybe a two songs in or so with the funny stuff I was still doing my remixes on the side and I did this guy I don't know if you remember what was his name Mr. Mister Technical Difficult I think it was yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I remixed him and it kind of got a little buzz and then Speedy actually messaged me and said dude that, that remix was awesome like how you you know remixed all his audio and stuff and I was like yeah He and he basically said like do you think you could do that for me my friends and that was like way back then I was like of course I could yeah and then boom I uh that's when I started doing that in a world of derp, like the first big remix for them. Yeah. yeah. And then uh it, it kind of took off from there. Your first uh, big break. Yeah, so that that took and then like uh if I'm not mistaken, was it that one? It was either that one or the second one that it did. Like it was like I think it was like a week before I met them in person at PAX East. So when I got there and I met them, it was just like a good time. I was able to like meet them like a week after, I think. I don't know if that was the first one or the second one I did. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's like the long-winded version of how – I started with not, that stuff, yeah. But not gonna awesome. lie,
0: though, man. Crew Remix One though was the soundtrack of my childhood. <laughs> it, it was on repeat all the time when it came out, and I would be singing it in the middle of class, like in middle school, which shows my yeah. age. But I'd be like wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. sitting there, being like, like just singing it because, I, like, I couldn't say half of the stuff out loud, but I could right, do the right. beat, you know?
2: Yeah, right, 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 right. That's really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that was that was so fun, and it's it's so uh, uh, this whole journey's been fun. Where like to take random spoken audio and turn it into like lyrics like, into music, like, it, this is, this is not, these are not lyrics, these are not, s- this is not singing, yet you, if you just get creative with it, it becomes, like you said, this thing where you can, you could basically, if if you're, you know, familiar enough with it, you basically almost sing it like a song, the whole thing, and even though it's just basically random conversation clips, um, but you, you know, you kind of interweave it into the music, and it takes on its, its own uh, life there, yeah.
0: Right.
3: <laughs> what do you think so- has been, like, the most, like, the biggest risk or not i would i don't necessarily want to say risk but the biggest uh thing that you have gone out of your comfort zone in your all like all of your music to do
1: oh yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so Sh- shadow beats knows and he he'll joke about this all the time so what i what i used to do i haven't done in a few years now but i used to make I, I used to be connected with this they call it a music house uh, mm-hmm. uh, in New York City where those are the people that kind of um, music for commercials and TV shows and what whatnot right. so i um I was doing that I was working with th- these guys for like I don't know about ten years or whatever was total uh, and I would have to do these assignments where it's like it's cool. It's great work in a sense, especially if you're a music guy. I mean, you get to make music for a living. That's fantastic. But like, so many of the assignments are like super corny. Right. Like really. Like like some are corny, and then some are like super cringeworthy. Like and there's this one. Do you know the um, what uh the candy bar called Take Five? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay, so that was my worst assignment in my history. So what happens is some of the assignments, they have, uh, you know, music and then other assignments, they'll have music and they need you or you to hire somebody to sing this stupid lyric sheet that you give you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or they want you to make up, they'll give you like the brief, they call it. That's basically Mm. the description where they tell you, okay, this is what the commercial is about. This is kind of the feel we want to, they'll give you like these keywords. Like we want upbeat, um, but whimsical, uh, and we want we want it to be organic, no, no synths, no synthesizers, just like organic instruments. Um, and we wanted uh, a little jazzy feel that give you all these like silly keywords, and then they'll a lot of times give you like here's and in this assignment the take five <laughs> take five. Well, before I say that, so I didn't have money to go and pay like a singer. I didn't have any connections like that to to you know that for them to come to my studio and record. So I was also a singer, so I would do these things so or like a i'm a singer i was a singer in a band i'm not like a professional level singer that can do crazy crazy stuff anyway so i would do this and the, the song <laughs> this, oh, getting goosebumps i hate this <laughs> the song was <laughs> the song was um it was kind of like an r&b feel and i think they were they were the, the, one of the keywords was quote-unquote urban that I was supposed to, this was the the audience you're trying to appeal to. And they said, um, basically, here's the five ingredients, which is like a chocolate, nougat, I don't know, caramel, or whatever the hell it was, I don't know, nuts or peanuts, I don't know. And they basically said, <laughs> I'm laughing, I'm sorry, because it's so embarrassing. I'm here like for you, you. You had to, like, okay, well, sing it. So I am here recording myself singing trying to sound like legit singing not like laughing to myself but it, you're supposed to sound like you're really into this beat singing the stupid ingredients like <laughs> caramel <laughs> nougat how the fuck how the hell do you sing nougat so and i and i did this assignment i finished it now here's the worst part when you do these assignments you have to get hand in at least two different tracks like like you know, two full goes at this this thing where so you create a track, you do a whole melody and you sing the the lyrics, and then you cool, you record it, it's done. Start from scratch again, do a different one. So I had to do this twice, oh, no. and it's so cringy to the point where. I it's buried it's somewhere buried on my computer, but I refuse to look for it. And and Shadow is always saying, "You got no, you got to show it to me." I say, "I will never show you that." So I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it in years since I did it. But I just remember that being the most. And then you're handing this thing in. You're like the cool thing about the job is it was all done online. So like, they were in um, Manhattan in New York City. I was in Staten Island across the bridge. So everything is Mm -hmm. done online. They'll they'll send you the brief and everything in an email with attachments and stuff i do all this stuff on my computer then i basically send them the wave files and stuff over the computer so it's cool but as i'm sending this stuff off i'm just i could feel like a piece of my soul going with it i'm just like oh my god it's like the ultimate cringy sellout thing and it's just like and the worst part here's the kick in the nuts i didn't win so like i did all that basically yeah yep yep so the two different yeah. types
0: of nougat <laughs> didn't do oh it oh my god nougat.
1: <laughs> yeah it was so bad but it's it's one of those stories where like i don't know about you guys but stories like that are funny to me like at the time they're awful but they're so funny years later when you, when you make look back good at stories it. oh yeah yes totally so
3: it's <laughs> cringy totally out.
1: but it's funny I'm gonna have to start a petition to get you to release it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'd have to find it first yeah um but it was oh it was so bad yeah it was so it was who knows maybe actually if i get if enough time goes by who knows if i find it it'll just be so so bad that it's just so funny that i'll be like people gotta hear this because this is ridiculous but i'm not quite at that point I'm, I'm at the point where i'm just like oh god don't talk about it i get goosebumps so <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um were you Fridgey. ever given any sort of like advice that has like kept you strong on your path in life or like a phrase a quote a song a book something a family member might have said anything that has stuck with you and you feel like pushes you through those hard times or low moments and it just like it makes you feel better or it keeps you like completely together like through like any of like hardships in life
1: yeah there's this there's this guy online that has a uh, really inspirational quotes. Uh, he's always really positive. His name's Bo. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I know that guy.
2: Somebody's got to show me who that guy is. I need to. Um,
1: but uh, let's see. That's a great question. Uh, I'm trying to think specifically. So, someone who told me something specifically that kind of stuck with me to kind of help me along. Um. The first thing that's coming to mind isn't a phrase, unfortunately. Maybe maybe one will come up in the process. But the cool thing was, like, my parents, as I was um, like growing up and going through this and into my teens and like twenties and stuff. The cool thing about them was they were basically uh, always supportive. Um, So, like, uh, I know this isn't the exact thing you were looking for, but I'm just trying to think. Like, they were always like supportive and like they never said, "Yeah, you know what." uh let's get serious here go get a real job like that type of thing but they did you know like when i was getting when i was growing up and stuff they said you know make sure you do your schooling first and stuff and then i even did college or whatnot but they were always like super supportive and like they were just and even like uh um but i know bo you you play guitar like when it could be as like family members of people who play instruments it can get like um really annoying because they're loud and they just constantly, especially when you're in the process of learning where you, you sound awful, you know? <laughs> <I've> <laughs> so,
2: be, a few times. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. So, but they were always, they almost, almost never, um, st- like said, Hey, can you keep it down? Like it was pretty, really cool. Uh, that wasn't your exact phrase, but, um, I mean your exact question, but that's the thing that's coming to mind. I'm sure uh, a phrase will come to mind. Like after, um, after the podcast is over, I'll be like, "Oh, I'm. I, that's. I should have said that, and I forgot, but because my uh my memory sucks. But at the moment, I can't think of a specific f- phrase. But if it comes up, I'll uh, I'll uh, blurt it out.
0: Yeah, just send us an audio file. We'll insert it next week. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> um, you know, you actually touched on something that was really interesting to me. Uh, as we said before the podcast, I live in Nashville, and one of my jobs, because I have two jobs, is I work at a rock radio station. And I saw a couple weeks ago on Twitter that you were rocking a Metallica shirt and you said that you originally were in a band. And my original question was, is what's some of your favorite rock bands? But now I want to say what's some of your favorite rock bands and what was Mm -hmm. your band like?
1: Oh, yeah. okay. so, um, yeah. So you see, it's funny these days, I think in the last few years, it's become like a popular fashion thing for people. To wear like classic rock or metal shirts and they, they don't even listen to rock or metal they don't even know the bands are just like this fashionable thing to have like an iron maiden shirt or metallica or something right, right right and so it's funny when i'm wearing like a metallica shirt uh and i totally get it i don't feel disrespected or anything there was like i think it's happened twice now where like like I'll, a guy will see me and be like hey cool shirt be like uh do you know do you actually listen to them and i'm like laughing to myself i'm like uh metallica is actually why i'm a musician. Um oh, yeah. That, yeah. That's the band that like actually took me from being like like kind of like a you know, uh music listener or at the time I did get a, i did have a guitar. Like I got I had like got a guitar for Christmas and it was like one of those ones with like the built-in speaker, like a really cheap thing. And I started hearing their stuff and it turned me into like, "Oh, I really want to do this." So like and then it, that took me and then I went from um uh, It was kind of weird though like for like a couple years there like in high school like i basically if people said what kind of music do you listen to i'd be like metallica and be like who else i'd be like well that's about it it was like one of those things where i just binged like for about two years on them and that's when i learned guitar i was playing i was practicing guitar for like this is not an exaggeration um usually between like five and eight hours a day um yeah sometimes a little bit more if i was you know really whatever uh, pushing for something but i was so into it but metallica would be the number one um i was in, even into like other similar bands at the time like some of those older like uh thrash bands like a uh, little bit of slayer uh megadeth anthrax like the big four type of they used to call them um that uh and my band what is my band like so my band was completely different than that <laughs> uh, So. Um, and that's where my name comes from comes from D one of Aquavibe. the band was Aquavibe. Um, oh, cool. so th- the reason why my name is d1 of aquavibe is um, it was funny timing too. I got onto uh, social media and YouTube and everything as D1 of aquavibe. one of the main reasons I kept that name or or went with that name was I was going to try to basically like promote my band and like about a year and a half, two years after that, my band disbanded oh, <laughs> and then wow. here i am all these years later still with that name <laughs> of my <laughs> defunct band that's no longer in existence um so uh and the reason why uh, it's d1 there was two guys in the band with like the same first name uh, me and the other guy with and the uh, the initials d so as so, a third guy in the band used to like call us or one of us would be like yo d and two guys would turn around me being one of them He'd be like oh no no not you the other one or vice versa right. and then one day he was like we just got to all right hang on you'll be D1 you'll be D2 <laughs> and then okay. that's where the D1 of aquavibe came from nice. um so um aquavibe I try to sometimes I'm long-winded I'll I'll shorten this um no, no, I good. work I'm good okay uh I worked at when I was in college I did this um I went for psychology uh that's that one up being my degree and I did this program where we were um, uh, it's, it was called mentoring, and it was like a it was an inter it was like a upper level class. Like this was towards the end when I was about to graduate. Um, it's called mentoring, and you had to you were only, there was only like fifteen students led into this class, and it was all by interview. And the 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 class consisted of us going like from down the street from the college was a teenage girls detention center. Uh, basically like a medium or minimum secure jail for uh, teenage girls and we'd go there and you' just you're supposed to basically figure out a way to mentor them or f- figure out you know activities to do this and that and when I went there uh these were like really rough girls a lot of these girls were in gangs and stuff and there was in the main like rec room there there was a stand-up piano that was not in great shape but they would it was up against the wall and the only time they would use it is actually to like sometimes when they were uh, watching like a movie on the TV in there, right? Some girls would sit on the top, basically with their feet on where the keys would be, with like the the uh, cover closed, yeah. So that they had like a better seat, they could see over the other girls. So no one actually played the piano. And one day, I, I, one of the girls I was talking to there, I was like, "Do you ever, you know, play this?" She's like, "No." And then at the time they were listening to some, uh, it's like rap music. So I'm listening to it. I am a musician by ear so i was listening to it and i just kind of broke it down in my head i was like all right that's a simple like melody that they're doing there and i just like transcribed it onto the piano and the girl's like face lit up like how did you how'd you do that like realizing that i'm playing what she's listening to i'm like it's not really that big and i said you could do it too and then i basically taught her to do it it's very like simplified version she did it and she just she like her whole like you know face lit up that she could do this and that was the start of this thing where. I stayed on there after the class was over as an intern, or and then ah uh, they eventually started paying me and stuff. It was like basically like pseudo music therapy, and um, that was so cool because I was this white guy from the suburbs, and I'm here with all these like, um, you know, these kids from the inner city and stuff uh, that are, you know, all these the different ethnic groups and stuff. So like. The Initial response is like, oh, what is was this? this white guy's this corny dude over here, what's he doing? <laughs> no, seriously, that's what it was, and and right. which is fine, that's uh, you know, expected. And through music, like it became awesome. Where like there was all these bridges kind of put up between us. Where like, um, at first, like there was a uh, there was like this one girl had wound up being like in my program, like with and she was uh she loved it, and she's one day. Uh, about two months in, she she pulled me aside. She says, can I talk to you? I said, sure. And she's like, uh, she's, uh, I think she was Puerto Rican. I think it was. She said, um, I got to tell you something. I, I got to uh, confess and I got to apologize. I was like, for what? Because this girl did nothing to me ever. She's like, when you first came here, they told me I should go to your, you know, your class because it's really fun. And she, was, she said, and I was like, nah, fuck, excuse me, screw that dude. Um, I don't know, the white guy, whatever, this and that. And, um, it's corny. And she's like, but then like, I eventually tried it and she's like, and you're such a nice guy. And and like, long story, a little shorter, these girls had really horrible, um, upbringings. This girl was actually at nine years old, her mother who was a crackhead basically had her on the street, uh, selling drugs to try to support her own habit. Um, yeah so these are really rough and the point is and she said her mother had told her and keep in mind her mother was on crack that all white people are kkk type of thing Oh no. she oh, said so i didn't trust you and i just immediately like basically hated you so this is her like apologizing to me like two months later i said like, you don't have to apologize but mm-hmm. she, it was such a special thing these are the type of things that went on there so what happened was this was so profound for me this experience that i said i want to go and start a band where we take this experience, but into the real world, not in a detention center where like me and a few of my friends who play music start like basically working with rappers and stuff. And like, we do this kind of joint thing where we all come together and make music. Um, and we wouldn't, you know, likely like if it wasn't for the music, we wouldn't have, you know, we we're on kind of like different pages. So it's basically what happened. That's what Aquify became um, this project where we were working with rappers. So the, aqua became instead of working with various rappers it wound up coming down to just two that stayed on with us for the like the uh the remainder and we became a band and it was basically like live we used to we'd, we would call it mix hop which is basically like live music with hip-hop but we there was you know singing and there's all different styles and stuff so it was it was really fun it was really dope as well as things where when we would go and do a show somewhere we'd usually win over the, the um the crowd uh say if it's like an old white crowd, usually by the end of the show, they'll come up to like the rappers in the group- in our group and be like, "You know, I really don't like rap, um, but yeah, I don't know you guys are you guys were fun, I really enjoyed it, you know that type of thing, so it was cool it was we took that you know, like I said, the thing that I experienced in that detention center took it out into the real world, and that's where that that's was the sound and like kind of the uh theme behind that band, amazing,
3: so, um, no. Like, were you like multi-talented or like, I know that you said that you were like, you grew up playing the guitar and earlier you said that you sang a little bit, like, mm-hmm. what, yeah. was there anything like that you mainly did or were you like spread out?
1: So early on, like, I remember when I was a, a little kid, I got like one of those little mini keyboards for like Christmas one time and I played that and I was, I was kind of like a, natural with it like i could kind of pick up things by my ear pretty quickly but then after like you know i was a kid though so like after about a year or so of that it just kind of my interest went elsewhere but then it was like you know when i got a little older i started on guitar and then it was it was like all guitar for a few years straight and then i started kind of branching out i tried you know bass is pretty similar to guitar so and then um i would go to drums and i was also kind of natural at that not kind of natural i was natural at that and then um yeah, I just kept trying different things. So I think if you take, you know, some natural ability plus uh ADHD, you <laughs> get <laughs> me. <laughs> just keep trying all different things and, you know, uh branching out, trying new things. So there's, you know, pros and cons with that, but as far as having a main thing, it was guitar for a while there, then it was like guitar and drums, and then it just branched out to this I hate I feel awkward when people say, "Well, what do you play?" like these days i'm like uh, uh music. stuff yeah i play stuff <laughs> i play music yes so, but um yeah i so it, i just kind of branched out to a lot of things um and just kind of became a multi-instrumentalist Um, uh, even you know djing uh becoming like a turntableist. where you've probably seen some of my videos where i use the uh, turntable as an instrument itself and then um yeah i was a vocalist in my band um so yeah a uh, number of things there that's awesome yeah music's great it's fun
2: oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely Mm -hmm. um do you think we're like in a lucky time era with youtube and twitch and spotify to branch out musically or would you say that like making a career of music is just as hard as it's always been because it's everybody trying to make it now and you have to try to stand out or do you think maybe it's like a combination of both but with just like being consistent with it
1: yeah, uh you you just gave the answer right there basically <laughs> I'm listening to you going yeah good question good question and I'm like think of the answer and then you basically gave the answer at the end there yeah so, <laughs> so I would say I would agree with what you said at the end there which was uh it's a little bit of both right. um, it's definitely just amazing because I mean you go what 20 30 years back whatever picked by like you know an agent or like you know a company you have to be handpicked and you're like one of what seems to be like a million bands if they like you and then they promote you and they do all that stuff. Whereas now you could do everything yourself. Uh, and like you said, uh, we have these platforms now that are just amazing. You just, I mean, I, I like last, last, yeah, like th- this whole time, my, my entire online musical career, um, I've done everything myself. Uh, so, it's not just the platforms that allow you to do this, <clears throat> right. you know, like YouTube and stuff, but it's also the technology where everything is at home now. And I don't, you know, it used to be a studio was this really expensive place. You rent by hour and they have this enormous soundboard there with a thousand right. knobs on it and some smart guy behind it that you got to, you know, kiss his ass and make sure it sounds great. Uh, right. So, but now it's like I can do everything myself. I just like last year, I I put out the instrumental album and uh, or or back in, was it 2012 or whatever, when I did that instrumental metal album, thrash metal, right. I did everything myself in my home studio. Like So like uh, it's amazing. So yeah, absolutely, it's a little bit of both, where it's super saturated now, super right.
2: saturated. Very, and very. The,
1: and the technology, which allows me, like I was saying, it's amazing, I could do all this stuff myself. At the other end of technology, it basically... Somebody who's barely musically talented can put out a product, like the same as me. It Will it be the same quality? Uh, probably not. But uh, a lot of times it depends on, like, you know, a lot of times the, the tricky part is, like, say, stuff that gets to the radio that makes millions of dollars and stuff, right? Like, gets super popular. A lot of times you listen to that stuff. I bet all three of you guys would be like, yeah, but it kind of sucks. Like, it, this stuff is bad. Yep. Like, I don't really like that. Uh, yeah, right?" yeah, yeah. So it's not so, like, that's the thing, like, so it's not so much about how good it is, it's about, like, you know, if you hook up with the right promoters and producers or whatever, and they they can get it into the right hands. So, like I said, like, technology's great, uh, it's amazing, um, it's terrifying sometimes, but it's also, like, the downside is, like, you could, like, kind of, like, cheat things, in a sense. Uh, right. So, yeah, it goes both ways, so... That was the long-winded version of saying you already answered the question <laughs> in in your initial statement, uh, and I'm just kind of concurring and saying, yeah, I agree. Uh, no. Basically, it's a combination.
0: That truly is. Uh, that truly is interesting. What you said about the radio station and stuff about the music that sucks because, like, we'll be presented a new song at my radio station, and we'll mm-hmm. listen to it beforehand, and we're just like, and they expect us to put this on, like. Yeah. But it's just because it could be from that certain band sure. that we've been playing for years. But yeah. they've also sold out. Like, And I'm not going to talk about any names that have sold out, but there have been several bands that I understand. Like, what My favorite band of all time, ever since I was young, has always been Linkin Park. Linkin, oh, okay. pa- Linkin nice. Park, in my mind, did the evolution of sound the best mm-hmm. way you could possibly do it. They did it slowly. They didn't go from, all right, we're doing a hybrid theory album straight to their latest uh, One More Light album to where it goes from hard rock to pop. And a lot of these bands nowadays are doing that rather than going from a hybrid theory to a meteora to minutes to midnight, you know, so on and so forth. So I thought that was really interesting because I deal with mm. that all the time at work. And yeah. It's really relatable, and especially living in Nashville, you know, you go downtown, you listen to the people that are playing in the bars every night, and there's a different artist every night at every single bar, different people playing, and those people are nine times out of ten way better than what's on the radio because they actually have soul. They love what they're doing. They're grinding to get that opportunity, you know?
1: Yep, yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it, and it goes back because you said you said the word fashion earlier and it made me laugh because I literally have a question right here for you about fashion uh, mm-hmm. it has been in the news lately that you know like late 80s early 90s fashion is back trending and <laughs> of course speedy with his mullet I was gonna <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say like I got
1: one quick question before you you finish there I'm gonna, I was almost gonna ask him on stream here's the thing we actually don't know if Speedy has a mullet. Now, what I mean by that is I'm not <laughs> saying he has a wig. What I'm saying is a mullet is short on the top, long on the back. You can't see what's on top. So does he have long hair all around? No, don't get I me started. He... Don't get me started. <laughs> that,
0: man, that man That <laughs> man will even tell you I've donated probably 40 to $50 worth of saying will you please for the love of God cut your sides to make it a legit mullet and he's like right. I, I will one day I will one day and he says right. that every time Right. <laughs> so yeah I've had that battle with him and tried to get it out of him he won't do it he will not tell right. you um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but from that era from the late 80s to early 90s and all these trends coming back what is some of the things that you loved from those trends and some of the things you hate like do you love mullets or do you hate mullets you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> um i i i'll say i've already ha- i i've had a mullet and i'm not gonna have another one <laughs> 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 yeah but um uh things i i don't hate it no it's cool it's it's i'm i got no problem with like if you, those extreme ones though yeah i'm like yeah you, you know uh, but whatever um but thing i'm trying to think things i ones i hate uh Well, so, hmm, early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, one drawback is the the fashion was, like, girls would wear guys' jeans.
3: Right. Um,
1: It would be, like, everything baggy and you can't... So, if you're, like, you know, a guy looking to, you know be a guy it's not that interesting because you can't tell what's going on because everything's baggy <laughs> right <laughs> right so the the style was like that but uh style was so so but there's some, oh there's some elements of the style that was cool but like um i'm trying to think um so there's a lot of good in the music there's a lot of fun stuff with like say 90s music especially 80s music um a lot of fun with the music I'm trying to think of Well, here, well, I'll throw it back to you guys. Anything you don't like, how about you guys? What do you not like with those fads coming back? Hmm.
0: Like, like you said, like, I mean, I guess it was cool back in the day, but why (laughs) would a guy that normally wears a medium shirt be wearing a (laughs) double (laughs) XL? Yeah. Like, why, why is that like so cool? Like, everybody's like, yep, look how much it hangs low. Like,
1: (laughs) yeah, why? Yeah, that was that was the thing too. Yeah, that likes that like, not, and actually it's it wouldn't be double XL, like a lot of times it would be four XL for a guy like medium. Like it, oh, it they would basically fit like dresses. Yeah, some of them were or yeah, the okay, so here's the funny thing. So back in when like oversized jeans that was in the nineties when that became a thing. And guys would wear these huge jeans and they'd have to wear a belt so it doesn't fall down, right? Mm-hmm. So that kind of okay. I could say, okay, that made sense. Like, okay, it doesn't fit you, but maybe you could say maybe it started because people who, you know, maybe weren't the richest people started that because they had, maybe they were wearing hand me down jeans or something like that. didn't fit. So it was oversized, but then they kind of took it. But the thing that happened about, was it 10, 15 years, not 10 years ago or so? when they started making those skater jeans where they were th- the the top part was too big and baggy and then they were they tapered real tight on the leg that's the dumbest thing i've ever seen where like <laughs> <laughs> where cuz it's it's it they built it so that it would fall off your your ass it would hang off and and be like have that kind of like load in your pants look but then it'll be all tight down the legs. Like to me that it's like I kind of get if someone's wearing jeans that are way too big for them. All right, dude, you got the wrong size jeans on. You know, that's kind of weird. Yeah. But this is where they, they actually fabricated a look to look off. Right. <laughs> that's weird to me. I don't know. You're talking to, fashion as, right now <laughs> I am, I am right. As a, as opposed to say skinny jeans, to just they're all skinny. All right, skinny, and then you got the oversized. All right, but then these things were fabricated to be basically skinny jeans up until the zipper, and then it got all like, or not even the zipper, where the the butt would hang off. Yeah. Anyway. But uh, uh, whatever, I'm just rambling about those, that. But, those um,
0: things, like, they're still in fashion, though. Like, every time I go yeah. to a concert, man, like, I see people wearing those black jeans, baggy up top, super tight around the thighs yeah. and the calves. But, you know, like, and they still got their Hot Topic belts from 2009 that have, like, the checkered <laughs> pattern that's, oh, yeah. like, that plastic or whatever. Yeah, man, like, it's crazy. You know,
1: it's you know funny, though. I, I actually, when that first came out, What you just heard about me when when you just heard me talking, you said, "Oh, you got passion." That's when it first came out. That that the D one that you just heard talking was basically a flashback to when I started when it first came out. What are we doing here? But I'm to the point now where, like, because they were been around for so long, I actually I'm so used to them. It's like whatever now. I don't really I don't even care. I'm just it it is it is what it is. It's just I'm so used to it. Yeah, I don't even like see a problem anymore with it. But I'm just remembering when I first saw them come out. I was like, "What the what the hell." What happened here? Like, yeah, it's just you. Wait, you. So you. You literally fabricated this thing to look like that. So, but like I said, it became a normal thing. And at this point in time, I, I'll like you said, I'll see them all the time, not even blink. Now it's just yeah, it is what it is. It happens, you know. Like when you see certain things come out, and it's funny. You were saying earlier, sorry, going off topic, but back when you were saying when you work at the radio station, you're you'll hear a track that comes in, and they're saying, you know, we're gonna we're gonna play this, and you're like, this isn't good, as a DJ. Um, I used to hear tracks like I'll, I'll get my tracks like uh, um, on these websites where like for DJs, where it'll give you like the newest tracks that are coming out. Like you should play these. I'll hear certain tracks and it'll be by like a popular artist and it'll be like, you know, before it gets really out there and I'll listen to it and be like, Oh my God, this thing is awful. This is going to flop so bad. And three weeks later, it's like number one. I'm like, what the f-? <laughs> So, just relating to you as far as like we were talking about how stuff that hits the radio and gets big on the radio is just a lot of times not good. But yeah, we
0: we were talking about this. Me, Ryan, and Bo were actually talking about this yesterday or the day before. TikTok is really the reason why people are blowing up nowadays. Like if your sound is used and it's on a video that's popular like that uh, like that new song with I forgot the artist name, but featuring Justin Bieber that brand new track that everybody's talking about i think it's kid laroi kid yeah. yeah like that song already had a following but they even have went out and did the statistics of without the tiktok trends going on because there was one guy that used that sound bite for one video and it's the most viewed video on tiktok now with over I know 200 exactly which one you're talking about? yeah the guy dancing with the drone uh mm-hmm. with over 200 million views Wow. And, like, that's, <laughs> and of course, every single time that sounds played, people, like, out of the 200 million, I'm not going to do some stupid number, but a big majority of them are probably going to click off that and be like, whoa, whatever that song is, that's dope. Yep. Let me listen to that. So,
1: right. Yeah. It's insane. Like, it, with TikTok, it seems like it, it feels like with TikTok, there's about, you know, like only about a dozen songs on TikTok, and they're all used like a million times. Yeah. And it's, it's wild where you, you take a certain song and it becomes the theme, the go-to theme for like, Oh, this is a sad video or and that I will always love you. Whatever, <laughs> yes. it is, whatever it is. <laughs> and that's basically what's funny is I did the same thing back, you know, the eight years ago with, with the funny stuff. I said, if I can get this in and, and that's what happened, it, that, with the that troll music it became like the go-to goofy music and then everyone Ooh. just starts using it because they're like oh that that music means the video is funny or you know like uh, same thing with TikTok. Oh, all that music means is this, this is uh like like touching or that means uh this guy is gonna this is a fail or you know the mm-hmm. oh and speaking of which they said um that oh no one that they always play that's actually oh you would know this because you're yeah. The, yeah aerosmith fan there. Yep. that's actually based off of them Uh, But yeah, so, and it's the same thing, like certain sounds or the, the, the run, run down, 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 you know, it becomes these standards and like with TikTok, it's, it's almost like it's becoming even more cemented where, like I said, on TikTok, it it seems like there's maybe about 10 songs and like other ones too, but mainly 10 songs, if that, that basically portray all the sounds and feelings on, on TikTok. It's really wild what they get. Uh, use and use and use and use again and again. Right. I just gotta say, he hit us with that with those vocals.
2: <laughs> he did, didn't
3: he? <laughs> I ask, uh, I ask this question every single podcast, and I'm really, really excited to see what you say in this. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, if you could bring back one musician from any time. For one more concert, who would it be?
1: Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> that's so big. Like, that's... Yeah. yeah. I mean, can you... You can hit me with a top three, if that makes ha- it easier. C- what about... What if we go to a decade?
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. You know? You're not you, allowed you to say pick- Bo. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Give me a... Yeah, if if you, you pick the decade, and I'll try to... I'll 80s. Try. Eighties artists: uh, Eddie Van Halen, uh, Randy Rhodes. Uh,
0: Rest in damn. peace, Randy Rhodes.
1: And I mean, Eddie, yeah. Gone like
0: soon. Uh,
1: but I mean, at this point, there's so many. I right. mean, there's Prince, there's mm-hmm. uh, Freddie. No how you feel about Freddie? There's uh, Michael Jackson. Well, there's uh, just just so so many. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, like I. Huh, um that's <laughs> tough. tough yeah it is or, yeah or you know it'd be a good one too uh a similar question would be who would you like to see like say a band that doesn't that pr- no longer yeah like that's no longer together Ooh. or maybe they changed like say i want to see the original lineup of van halen or something like that yes yeah, or right. that's another good Not question
0: uh, listen, yeah, exactly. I, I, I would fight that one because me, me, and Ryan completely disagree. I am a Van Hagar. He is a Van okay. Roth. Uh, but it's okay, be, but I think it's because like my dad was such a Van Hagar fan, and I was raised with Van Hagar, yeah. so yes. I can't help it that I love that era more. And plus, now sure. this, and I mean, David Lee Roth even has went on record to say this. Like, yes, Sammy is technically the better singer of the two.
1: And yeah, the I think, numbers yeah. don't
0: lie. Sammy had bigger numbers, but I mean, I can't help you. It. Could
1: you could also say is devil's advocate? You could say he had bigger numbers, but the, he was riding off of the success that was built, you know, uh, from from the years prior. Because exactly. you could basically look at look at, and I'm not. I'm not even, so my opinion is this: I, if I had to pick one, I would pick. Roth only because of the same reason you said, like that was the first one that I knew, but I think they're both freaking amazing. And there's, there's no, there's no losers. There's no losers. Both are absolutely amazing. Uh, just so good. I, and I'm not, you know, I'm not, sometimes you're going to get into these discussions or maybe you guys did. You'll have, you're basically looking at two amazing things and because it's so heated and one saying, no, this one, you start to like put down the other one, which is so dumb. Like, how could you put the other one down? He's freaking amazing. Like, right. to me, if you watch especially the early videos, like, everyone everyone has, a, you know, uh, different opinions as far as, like, what looks good on stage or what's a good stage presence. To me, like, freaking David Lee Ross stage presence. Like, oh, holy yeah. crap.
0: He was the showman, definitely. He's That's a better cr- showman.
1: Yes. And and like I said, I'm not even, like, siding with one of the... I'm just saying they both... Hey, uh and um Sammy Hagar like just amazing voice he plays guitar and stuff but i mean that that stuff especially like the uh the Panama videos and stuff they were this oh, so, yeah. he's swinging and it's crap yeah. holy that's <laughs> nuts and he was all like it, it's just amazing anyway like I, I would so yeah so we're kind of going off but i was saying yeah that's another good question would be to say like uh oh i've heard this actually online where people say um They'll, they'll want to be at a specific concert. Like, say, for example, someone will say, like, Metallica. They said they want to be at that Seattle 89 concert. Yeah. Like, that was, mm-hmm. yeah. So sometimes that's another good question, too, where you're asking, like, uh, maybe, you know, maybe going back to, like, a specific time, like for a certain band that, say, is defunct or somebody passed away or they, they changed members or whatever. But, you know, going back to, like, I'd like to see, you know, uh, Van Halen in 83 or Metallica in 89 or something like that. That's another good one. But um, right, yeah, with the 80s, there's just so many. There's I'd love ones.
3: to go to like the Live Aid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. And that it was big.
0: It ties back into Bo's question because the best thing about YouTube now is we can watch those concerts. We might yep. not experience it firsthand like those people, but we can yep. sit and watch it. Like I go back and I watch my favorite 80s band is Def Leppard. And oh, nice! I go back and I watch them at Live in the Round in 87, right after Hysteria came out. And Oof. Hysteria is my favorite album by them, which I think yep. a majority of Def Leppard fans would agree with to that. Yep. And yep. that was right after the album was fresh. It was new. They were at oh, the peak of their career. And just watching oh, that show, you get goosebumps because it's like, what it, what, how amazing would it have been to be at that show, to see... Mm. Steve Clark still alive out there rocking out with Phil Collin, and it it was just it's just an amazing show. And and now like I even do it with Lincoln Park because I got to see Mm. Chester and Lincoln Park one time in my life. Thank God. Thank God. I looked up this. There's only one video that I know on YouTube. Someone recorded the whole entire concert that i went to to where i never ever have to lose that experience because it's like i went whenever i was like maybe 14 i'm 23 now so nearly a decade ago and i'm like i can't remember the full set list but i got that video with the full set list and i remember it and what's also funny is the person that recorded it was like in the same section so it was like literally reliving it man
1: (laughs) that's that's amazing that's like perfect you couldn't have a better scenario as far as that goes exactly it's great man so cool yeah it's awesome absolutely are there are there any like music genres
2: you don't like or do you like more so try to listen for the things in the genres you typically wouldn't listen to to try to find inspiration from
1: great question um so uh, the musics that i like i remember uh way back like in high school me and my friend uh we had like the same ignorant point of view, which was at the time, but picture us, we're in, you know, suburbs of New York. Um, the two things we couldn't stand at that time was like modern R&B music and modern country. Okay. And since then I've totally like, uh, I had a, my ex-girlfriend and then eventually my, my wife, um, loves R and B, so I got in, more into R and B that way. So at this point in time, I li- I I totally like R and B. I'm totally cool with it. Yeah, country, country was I never uh, was into it, uh, but then I wound up kind of being pushed into it a few years back because um, my weekend gig was being a DJ, and the company I worked for started doing like country gigs, and it was basically they were like, "All right, man, do you want to." I got this country gig or we got, or you could just take the weekend off. You know? <laughs>
2: and after a while, yeah, it's
1: like, oh, uh. so like, and he was like, listen, and the guy, like the, my boss was like, "In," he like knew country and he was into it. So he's like, here, I'll give you like a set list. He he gave me like a whole load of like a, like a hard drive of songs and he's like, here's like, here's a set, like, oh, here's the, I'll give you a, like a list of like all the good songs you should play that usually work. I said, all right so by starting to do that i got used to the sound where it's like okay okay at first it was like begrudgingly but then after a while i was like all right and then it just you know you do it enough times and it's like all right there's what it is so um do i actively listen to it nope but i don't like seriously like back then and I will totally say this is just like an ignorant point of view. As soon as you hear the bird owner, like any sort of like a twang, it's just like, Oh, stop. (laughs) Like, but that was just like the ignorance of me being from, you know, New York, uh, and stuff. So like, I was never exposed to that stuff. And like, it's, it's good too, because here's the thing. I'll, I'll I'll bring like a, a moral story into this. So like, growing up I, I didn't like i never listened to it really um and then w- my my first first country gig- uh no it was i didn't even know it was a country gig they put me on this uh it was like a private party i got there and it was um it was like a fireman and cops it was like a fireman's uh like pre like batch that was like a pre engagement party or something like that and uh I got there and they all started requesting country music and i'm like I don't know this stuff and Luckily, I had it on that on a hard drive, so I started playing it. So this is so this is my first exposure to like modern like country stuff. Um, and the only thing I knew otherwise, being from like you know New York, is like oh, country is you know like rednecks and like you know like obvious, real obvious racists and stuff that type of thing. All this, you know, the, the uh, all the the what do you call it? Like you know uh, stereotypes. Stereotypes. Thank you. So like, and during this party. All the guys requesting that stuff, I was like, okay, I'll play it. And they were happy with me that I was playing their songs. They're getting more and more drunk, and all <laughs> these guys through the night, I'm either either overhearing them or whatever. Long story, a little shorter. These guys were like super racist, and I was like, I was just hearing them like, like because like the guys, um, uh, the guys' fiancee, whatever, came up and asked for like a rap song, and then. Ugh, that's all you need to 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 like out all the racists in the room oh, yeah. like, you know yeah. so and then i heard and then so my experience was like oh my god like it was like almost like compounded the the silly stereotypes that i grew up with that this is like basically racist music um so th- i kind of stuck with that for a while whatever and i didn't want to hear it and then this guy i know who's also another dj who worked for the same company he said to me uh he actually and he's from Jersey, he started really liking country music. I was like, how, how, why? And then he, he said something that really smacked me in the face, which was great for me to open my eyes. He says, he says, I just went to a, a country music um, um, concert last week. He says, I've been to like three this year. He says, did you ever go to one? I was like, no, hell no. He says, uh, he goes, you know, it's interesting. He says, uh, do you know what it's like? I said, no. He says, dude, it's like, it's really family oriented. Like, there's families right. there. Full families, and everyone's there. It looks like a picnic. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. He says, it's such a good, like, like happy, like, easygoing vibe, and is very family oriented, this and that. And it really opened my eyes. And he's like, you know, he says, and I was, he's also uh, like, you know, a hip hop music fan and stuff. And he was like, I've been to like a couple of hip hop shows, and there was like, they weren't that friendly of this and that. Now, that is not also not a thing though. It's not like oh well then hip hop shows are no good. No, but it, the point was he opened my eyes to like oh that and I'm saying well how could I have a problem with a concert where it's like there's families there they're having a great time it's all you know it's like a this festival of like just good times and everyone feels good how could you have a problem with that? Right. And I actually respect that. I'm like that's a good yeah that's a good thing. Like yeah you're right. So. From that, and then my future DJ gigs, I kind of just, you know, like softened up to it. And like, it, it was good because it kind of broke my own stereotypes. Because I, I, that's the best thing that could happen to me, or I think anyone else, just breaking your stupid stereotypes that are stuck in your head um, by, you know, real world experiences and stuff. Because uh, too much of us have that. We got these predisposed opinions about people or other, you know, styles that we, we don't know anything about we just think oh well, that's like this well is it really is it really or is right. it just you don't really know about it exactly so uh, absolutely yeah. so it's pretty cool yeah
2: right
0: so with your with your filming the videos like you you film like you know the background of you doing certain songs do you have any type of history with cinematography or anything because like the way that you edit your music videos and the way they come out like i love i love the angles of like for one example one of my favorite angles that you ever did is whenever you put the camera down at the kick at the kick drum and it goes along with the beat like is there any history of you yeah and you always are (laughs) rocking the nice nikes bro (laughs) um that's by design (laughs) yeah uh so is there like any history with any type of cinematography or did you just fly off the wing into it
1: yeah i took in college i took one um video class i didn't really learn much like i learned stuff but it was basically i learned how to basically work there now completely outdated equipment um but i didn't really learn any uh concepts so much but luckily i just kind of have an eye like where i can i i could you know I, i like certain angles and i could tell like if you just kind of pull the camera this way and drop it down here it stretches everything out like this and then it kind of looks you know bigger or more you know intimidating or more interesting or whatever it is and uh I just had an eye for it and it's so funny. I wanted nothing to do with making my own videos, but I was I was trapped. I I had to. So, like I said, the first video when when that first time when Speedy said, "Hey, you got to put this up on YouTube, just throw together a video whatever it is." So, I didn't want to just put up a video where it was just like a still shot of like where it just says the text of like the happy troll and that's that. So, that's why I kind of pulled that that um uh, little uh dancing troll videos together and put it with the beat because mm-hmm. uh, and then just from there each video i did i just wanted it was just this stupid uh instinct to try to be like a perfectionist or or an improvementist or whatever where i just got to get better the next time it's got to be better got to be better and before i knew it i had to learn this you know the software and how to shoot the stuff and everything and up until just about a year ago or so Everything I ever shot was with a webcam, just a webcam. Yeah, everything. So it was just about a year ago where I I switched over to a Sony camera, but everything was done with a Logitech webcam. And it's just that it was like an extra wide angle so you can get those kind of cool looks. And then you you just place it down in the right spot. You put it all the way down at the, like, say, the equipment I'm, I'm playing, put it all the way down to the base of it pull it up a little bit so that it's like you turn the angle so that it kind of stretches the the look of the equipment out a bit and it just has this really cool angle to it and stuff um and yeah it was all with just a webcam and i was originally using just imovie and then eventually moved up to final cut uh, pro which is basically like a imovie on a little bit of steroids there and uh yeah no one taught me i just kind of had to figure it out um yeah and i'm just lucky i got more and more into it i started like layering stuff and i started like going crazy with even like the crew videos doing all that stuff to the to the rhythm how many edits that is oh Boom. man yeah oh my god so <laughs> yeah uh no no one uh that's another kind of self-taught thing and what's funny is i still don't even think of myself as a videographer i think of myself as a musician musician until so, like i look at a video i'm like oh shoot this is good. This, this actually came out good this is yeah. This is cool. <laughs> so yeah.
3: What was your Fun. favorite uh, like subject in school?
1: Uh, lunch. <laughs> um, favorite subject. Uh, so funny. High school was unfortunately a bit of a blur because that's when I got into music. Mm-hmm. So all I'm doing, I'm sitting in class and I'm just like nodding my head like uh-huh I'm listening but like I would just be either tapping my foot or my fingers like practicing drumming or guitar playing basically under the desk. Uh um, no I feel that. Yeah, and it it was no good, it, you know, not a good thing but that's kind of how it was. But as far as uh I feel <laughs> I, I, I mean in college I got into um psychology. I did like that. Uh I when I was in college I had no idea what I wanted to do. And then all of a sudden I think it was about two and a half years in all of a sudden I took a psych class and I was like, this is kind of cool. I think <laughs> and, uh it was like uh it was a class class called atypical psychology mm-hmm. or a- or abnormal psychology, I forget. And it was cool. It was like dealing with like um psychoses and all these like different issues and like uh you know all the the uh, neuroses all these different things it was very interesting and then it just kind of took off from there. That was fun. No, I feel that that's awesome. Oh and I took one I've said this before. This is like an old story, but I took one music class in college, and I got I think a C minus. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. That's
2: yeah, because everybody and, else was making uh, take five. Uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it was it was that was just purely because like I was like a everything by ear and just grab the guitar or whatever and play. And this was all like music theory and stuff. Uh, and that's that C minus wasn't even accurate uh, because. At the end of the class, I remember the teacher had a couple of students help her to like uh, grade the the, like the final things. I remember, and like there was like basically the the star students were helping the teacher grade. And I I can't remember; it's been so long. But I remember at the time knowing that the student helped me, like it kind of bumped my grade up somehow. So that C minus wasn't even. I think it might have been a D, or maybe even worse. So yeah, it's pretty. (laughs) It's pretty funny on uh, me being a music guy. That's that's the only class I took, and that's how bad it Right. <laughs> <is it? laughs>
2: <laughs> you've you've done a a lot of like remixes for a lot of different people. You've done them for the crew, for Legion, Phase, Jev, Steve-O, Jacksepticeye, Sandy, Ravage, and so many people, so many more creators, and just a, a large variety of people that you've done remixes for. Is there mm-hmm. anybody next on the list that like you would love to collaborate with that like maybe you just haven't gotten around to
1: yet?
0: <sighs> Not
1: both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who <laughs> okay. um, oh, I'd love to. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I could say there's a, a couple things already in the works, I okay. guess. Ooh. Um. And they're both... Actually, the two that are in the works are both with people that I've already worked with. Right. Uh, and you, and you might have just mentioned one of them. Uh-oh. Um, but uh, who else would I like to... I definitely want to do another... I'm going to be doing another crew remix, sure. Oh, yeah. There's... It's just... it kind The crew... But for some reason, there's certain people that just fit like a glove, like when I try to remix. And like... <laughs> uh d4 is definitely one of them for some reason oh oh yeah just the the tone of his voice and the way he talks it just it makes it really easy to remix um absolutely but sides
0: always fit really good too
1: they do fit but what's funny is they're very difficult to work with because it's you don't what's funny is you don't realize his giggle is basically a carbon copy of itself Every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. And you don't realize it until you're you're doing what I do, which is I will basically cut and paste 18. I will like I'll basically listen to say like a 30 minute video of theirs. Every time he giggles, I'll cut it out and I'll put it on like a like a track below, basically to keep it off to the side. When I'm done, I'll I'll put them all together. Like, there'll be like 18 different clips, and I'll put them back to back and realize it basically sounds exactly the same all the way throughout. I'm like, what? God damn it. And it's funny because, like, that's his signature giggle, like, you know, but when you try to remix it, it's just like, it's if you break it down to these short little bursts of, and they all sound the same, as opposed to if someone goes, ha, or something like that, you can grab that and go, ah, real, or whatever you got to do with it. Yeah. Do you can really mold it you know picture it like clay and if you're picturing audio like clay one of those long passages is like this big nice big blob you can grab and do the sides giggle is like if someone threw like you know like four crumbs down it's kind of it's really tough to work with so like it, yeah believe it or not from it's but yeah Um uh, fun as hell i mean his stuff is hilarious
2: i know somebody else that kind of uh, laughs like he does (laughs) it might be me
1: (laughs) oh yeah it sounds a little bit yeah yeah but um yeah so um as far as oh who i'd like to um that's a great question uh who i'd like to Well, like I said, I, I'm definitely, I got two things in the works and I'd also like to do more crease, uh, crew stuff. Um, I've done stuff with the, the other, like the, you know, the follow-up crew there with the other guys there. Um, uh, I've done them I'm trying to think would i like to, oh yeah, I'm sorry. What I'd like to, when I'm listening, when I watch TikTok a lot of times, I'll see like some singers or something and I'll be, or, um. Stuff on there. I'm like, I would really love to grab this and do something with this. But then it's like, I just, I'm busy with my other stuff. I just got to make, I got to set time aside and really start. um, I got to figure out a way to do these products quicker so I can turn them around quicker and do more. Uh, It's just that I'm so, like I was saying earlier, I'm such a perfectionist. I put so much into these things that they take forever. Quality over quantity.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So,
0: well, that's awesome. I think one person that you would fit really well with. And it's only because I've saw I've seen him DJ live is actually the DJ in Lincoln Park, Mr. Joe I think you guys. Would, oh, nice! I think you guys would uh, collaborate so well, and he's got a That'd couple cool. solo songs uh, on Lincoln Park albums that, if you listen to, you can definitely tell like you guys have the same exact flow and style, mm. and it's re- oh, nice. it's actually really good. It's like really oh, that's cool. So. Uh, we are, we're, we're, we're getting here towards the end. So we decided that we're going to do a little game with you actually. And it's going to be called lightning round, man. So if you're, if you're up for the challenge, you're, we're, we're ready to go.
1: Hopefully I'll be fast enough, but let's go.
0: <laughs> All right. Number one, favorite artist. Yeah.
1: Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm not going to be fast enough. Here. Favorite artist. God dang it. I, I, I don't. I don't. Same. Same. Oh, no, Metallica. Metallica. How about okay, that? Metallica.
2: Yeah, yeah sure, Favorite song. Favorite song of all time.
1: Oh, "Sleepwalk" <laughs> by Santo and Johnny. Oh wow. That favorite female same. artist. Google it. Favorite what? Female artist. Oh. Uh uh, uh, uh. uh. Oh shoot. Um, I'm scared. Scur- uh, Estrella another one you want? She sang the girl from Ipanema, A really, really old song. Oh, Just because okay, okay. I can't think of anyone. Go ahead. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, favorite genre.
1: <sighs> Shit. <laughs> I- I'm not fast. I'm gonna be really slow. <laughs> favorite genre. Come on, that's like saying, it's like. Uh, it's like asking like someone who loves food like what's your what's the, like the one sandwich you want to eat like come on I, I want to eat all this stuff I don't know if you want me uh, to be honest
0: Bo gave me this question blame him
1: okay okay I, I wish I wish I can give you one uh I don't know uh I don't know I don't really have one sorry
2: uh last physical CD you've purchased <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Oh. wow I purchased the CD. What year is this? A CD <laughs> right? I don't know, like Pearl Jam? <laughs> <laughs> I, an answer. I don't answer. know. I don't know. No, that was given to me. No, that was given to me. Uh, oh, nice. I don't know. I don't know, man.
2: I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Mate, I
1: haven't purchased a CD in forever. Oh, no, no. There was uh these instrumental stuff that you wouldn't even know of. There was like this cool throwback stuff but uh nice yeah that's a long long time ago <laughs> what's a guilty pleasure artist guilty oh guilty pleasure artist uh mm-hmm. so that would be someone that like i like that probably other people be like what that type of thing yeah like i am
3: a i'm a unapologetic creed fan <laughs>
1: oh okay oh hold on uh sh- and i know i have some my brain works so slow though i totally have some cuz i remember thinking this bgs <laughs> okay okay hell yeah
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, i'm not going to lie man mine's nickelback i love nickelback they're great oh yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> see the nickelback the thing about them is it's funny uh, like they became this thing where like they they're like you know victims of this whole Pylon thing where they're nowhere near as bad as people say yeah. they're actually a really good band they're just yeah. They have this kind of sound to them that you know, like that, <laughs> that sound, where it became almost like a a parody of itself. But yeah. the band itself, I don't listen to them. But the band itself, they, they, that's like quality pop rock stuff. That's right. serious, like Easily. But I, I don't I don't listen to them. But like, yeah, I totally like that. It. It's a pylon thing. It became like stylish to say, "Oh, they suck." So whatever.
0: Yeah, me and my uh, me and a buddy was talking about this at work actually the other day. We were like. Everybody loves to hate on Nickelback, but if you got mm-hmm. all 8 billion people that were on the earth into one concert arena, all that Nickelback would have to do is open up with the lyrics of Rockstar, and all 8 billion Easy people way. that have heard it would easily start singing it. Like, that's yeah. just a universal song. Everybody knows yeah. Rockstar. Yep. Um, yep, 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 yep. Favorite, favorite song to play on guitar or favorite song with the Television
1: guitar? To listen to Metallica. Cool. To live is to die, Metallica. The, the middle part.
2: Yeah. Favorite song to play
1: on drums. Oh, a specific song. <laughs> T- uh, take five, Dave Brubeck. Okay. That's a that's a five four song. Very odd, but uh, all, I just because. To me, all loads of drum stuff just kind of meshes together, and that was such a kind of a, a specific standout thing. That's why I just I remembered it. And there was a that came along at a specific time when I was starting to learn jazz drums years back. And it was a very odd song because it was in five four time. So it's one two three four five one two three four five. That's the song that goes ding 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 ding, and it's. It was just so specific, and it was hard to learn, but then once you learn it, you totally click in, and then it was uh, fun as hell. So Yeah, right. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> all right, don't hate me for this question, but favorite album? <laughs> and Justice for All Metallica. Oh, okay,
0: you uh Are you interested in their new Blacklist album of all the covers that are coming out? Uh,
1: it's funny. So, n- 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 no. Uh, it's really weird like the first four Metallica albums are uh, to me are like masterpieces. Right. The fifth album, the Black Album was good, pretty darn that was quite good and then I stopped after that. Really? I I yeah, I just uh, I was done. Uh it was it changed too much and not even in the like Protest, it was just like I, I just lost interest. So I just never so over the years if I hear anything past those albums, I'd be like yeah, good. You know, but it's so, it's so weird. Like I I almost feel guilty doing that because I hold them so high. Um, uh, so it's kind of like whack to just kind of dismiss their stuff like that, but I feel right. Yeah. This is, I I mean,
0: this is like one thing that I do want to talk about before we end, uh, and before we let you plug your stuff, because I wanted to bring this up and I don't know how sensitive it is, but the copyright problem that you're going through, um, (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, if you want to talk about that, uh, you're more than welcome to. If you don't, you don't have to. But mm-hmm. I honestly am very sorry that you have to go through that because it's very obvious that those people stole it just to get it took down. And I'm very sorry for that. Yeah. But if you have anything yeah. to say about that, it's the Sizzle Hangs with Pucka. Hey, we're not Joe Rogan up in here. We're small enough. It won't go much. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, it's all good. Uh, yeah, that was a frustrating situation. Uh, I think you're, you're talking about the thing that happened like last month. There. yes, that was so weird. That, so yeah, th- this whoever it was. So I'll I'll try to sum it up quick. But it was just some some person took the party troll song, which I wrote eight years ago, posted eight years ago, even posted myself in the process of making it, like a uh, in the process of video eight years ago. That's up on YouTube still. And they took the song and just pitched it down five steps, I think it was, five semitones. Right. Um, and posted it, renamed it, and they uh, they somehow got distributed by this, uh, I think it's French um, uh, music, uh, what do you call that? Um, I can't think of the word. Company, you know, uh, people who put out the the music. And then uh, I was like, someone pointed it out to me. They're like, hey, I just got a uh, uh, copyright uh claimed by using your song, but it's under somebody else's name. So then that's when I found that out. I was like, right. Ah. So I, I just I put in a quick thing to YouTube saying, you know, take down this video. Um, they're claiming it to be uh, you know, it's my thing, obviously. Yeah. And YouTube was just I guess it was just an automated process. They were just like uh it just came back saying like no. So I'm like, huh? So I, I contacted them like through Twitter and stuff. And then they said – the worst part is they said, oh, okay, after um, after reviewing everything, <laughs> uh, your, your claim has no validity. I'm like, what? Wow, what? This wow. is our world. What are you talking about? So I, I think – long story short, I think what they were doing was they're really not paying attention to what you're saying. Yeah. And then I, I finally had to, like, make a stink of it. That's why I put it up on Twitter just to kind of get make a stink of it. And, like, a couple of people – like large YouTubers contacted me through DM because they saw it and they said, yo, um, talk to this person or, or say this or whatever, and uh, that should help, whatever. Um, I actually didn't use their method. I was going to use that as a last resort, but luckily I didn't have to get to that. But I went through the, I like a lawyer, I went through the whole, I got all the evidence. I put a whole timeline, specific timeline of everything, like when I posted the video, that video of showing me creating the song, like a, you know, two months before or whatever it was, the the whole timeline has been up since then. I've had this many views. It's been on Spotify for like eight years now. It has this many views on Spotify. Uh, listen, streams on, on Spotify. Is this going on? Is- and I had to be like a lawyer for myself. Like I think it was the third time I finally laid everything out to them and then they finally uh, got it. And they still, when they got it, they only did ha- half the thing where they they took their video down. But all those phony, bogus, um, copyright claims and one of which was on my own video mm. from 2012. Oh, uh, no. They left all those they left all those claims up. I'm like, what are you guys doing? You only did half the job. So I, it took like weeks just to get through them. So it was just frustrating. Like I had a feeling it would get resolved in the end but it was just so I was banging my head against the wall saying like, how could you not see this? Right. How 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 does this not make total sense to you? And that's how I was telling them. I was like, I don't you're not listening to anything I'm saying. You're seeing some keywords and you're just responding with the default thing you guys are not listening to me. But anyway, that got resolved. But the thing is, who knows if and when it'll happen again and if I'll have to go through the same thing again, you know? Right. Cuz it they basically just this nobody just walked up, claimed my music as their own, changed the name, and it's the, it's the same. They didn't even change like it's the exact, you know, mp3 of my song and they just tuned it down a little bit renamed it and it's crazy that they could just wow. walk up and do that
0: so, that's crazy. Anyway. but we're very right. glad that it got resolved man but Me uh yeah man um if you got anything that you want to plug you know we you started back streaming and stuff like that and of course your music and everything this is your time man you the floor is all yours
1: okay uh not too much I just yeah i'll I'm finally back to streaming now, which is on twitch.tv slash D1. Um, real simple, D1. People don't believe that that's the name, but that's that's the name, just D1. And um, what else am I doing? Yeah, I'm in the process now of creating my uh, second, uh, like my follow-up instrumental album, which is like chill lo-fi music. Um, I put out one last year, last August, and I have this one. That I'm I have all the songs, I believe. And it just uh, at the process now, where I, I'm trying to finish them off, which is like the most grueling process. It's like it's easy to do 95% of a song, but that last five percent takes like like three times longer than the first 95%. Right. Um, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, so I'll I'll be having that coming up soon. Hopefully, uh, look out for that. And on Twitter, I'm D1 of Aquavibe. Instagram, D1 of Aquavibe. Uh yeah, TikTok. Oh, that's the weird thing. Too. Here's another thing. Sorry to a similar thing to the story before. I'm on TikTok as D One of Aquavibe underscore. Now that's because I couldn't get D One of Aquavibe. I uh, it looked like it was taken because it wouldn't it wouldn't let me take it. And then I went looking and if to find out there's no D One of Aquavibe, just straightforward. So I contacted them saying, hey, um, I would like my own name. That I'm D One of Aquavibe. Uh. But I had to put an underscore. But there's no D One of Aqua Vibe, uh, even though it says it's taken or it's just not letting me do it. And I th- and they never answered that. But I think what I what I came across and found out is that D One of Aqua Vibe is on TikTok is um, acknowledged as a music artist because D One of Aqua Vibe music is used on TikTok in different spots. And so I think because that's like kind of like a, a public figure, D1 of Aqua Vibe, Yeah. you can't just grab it, even though I'm the real guy. Um, so if they if I could just get through to them, because they just obviously didn't see my message. Uh, but I think that's why. Because like I said, they, even though if you go to try to take D1 of Aquavibe? you can't get it. But there is actually no D1 of Vive account. Um, so I think that's what it is. They're kind of like, I guess, protecting me, I guess. But it's to my you know to the detriment of me because i i'm just like hey it's me let me in um <laughs> yeah it's like those uh,
0: celebrities that go out on the street and like people look at them and they're like it's not really you and it's like no it is me no it's not you yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> no he's taller you're, you're too short hey I've got, this is what i am <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> you, <laughs> what are you talking just, about
0: <laughs> just send a picture to the uh to the tiktok devs of your uh, dj board be like do you think i would have this if i wasn't d1 all right, right? Yeah. <laughs> I
1: think TikTok's just too, like, big that they just, when you send them these private, like, uh, you know, complaint messages or, like, whatever the, the term is, uh, customer support messages, they just probably don't even uh, see half of them. Right, maybe. Right. So, mm, uh, right. Yeah. Well, man, but, uh, thank you so it.
0: much for coming on.
1: Yeah, you got it. No problem, guys. It was fun to talk to you guys.
0: Yeah, man, hopefully uh, you come back for episode two one day in the future because, trust me, sure. uh, after this, man, like... All of us can agree that we love talking oh, to you. Yeah. We love talking music and we could Absolutely. easily talk for another, you know, we talked before stream about how our, before the recording, how long we were going to go. We're at an hour <laughs> 25, man. Like yeah. you can't oh, help I'm it. Here, but yeah, yeah, you're, it, it was, <laughs> it was so fun to talk to you, man. Hopefully uh, we can get you back on. And yeah. if you, if you want to come back on with this, this other guy that we know, his name's Deluxe Four. I mean, you can, but we're not forcing you. <laughs>
1: Sure, sure. I think I know
0: that. (laughs) All right. This has been Sizzle Hangs with. Y'all take care and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.